listening to Fork and Crawl. I don't have an opening joke this week in protest of the national anthem. And now, give it up for your hosts, B. Michael Cole and Perry Evans. Yeah, so how about that uh, Monday night game, Perry? Yeah, I'm sure you liked it. I was uh, miserable in Pasadena. That was awful. Miserable in Pasadena or miserable in Pasadena? Miserable in Pasadena. Ah, That's right. where I was in that game. I went to Austin Bar. Slater is 50-50. I highly recommend uh, you, anyone go. They have the best burgers I've ever had in Los Angeles. Do they do the uh, whole green chili thing like they do in New Mexico? Uh, I don't know about that, but they do a, a half patty of uh, bacon and beef. Ooh. That's where the 50-50 comes from. You ever been to Belly Burgers downtown San Francisco? No, I haven't. What's that they all do about? the pork belly burger. Oh, that sounds amazing. Fuck, dude. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. It's a, pro- it's a pork <laughs> belly burger, dude. It's, it's the greatest thing I've ever put in my mouth. It's like cotton candy in a burger. That's a mix. bold statement coming from a San Franciscan. Yeah, I put a lot of things in my mouth. <laughs> I didn't like most of them. Yeah, so uh, anyways, so sorry about last <laughs> week uh, to our listeners. Um, we had a, what to say, Terry? Uh, we had a trial separation due yeah. to the fact that we are fans of competing teams. Uh, Brian had to go to Arizona. Well, there's Arizona. no competition. It's a legal separation. <laughs> Brian had to go to Arizona. We weren't allowed to be in the same state during the same game, which is fine. Brian yeah. got to sulk with all of his Arizona fans and watch all the Cowboys well, fans. It was it, like the first the first half. I mean, we were containing Elliot. We, mm. were, we were we were we were handling we, the defense was handling shit. Oh, absolutely! I I truly thought the Cowboys were doomed. I thought I was going to be writing a season obituary at the end of this <laughs> because our defense was just paltry. For well, the first you, oh. four, 30 minutes of that game. Well, that's the thing, man. It's like Car- people blame Carson Palmer. Right, they all Carson Palmer sucks. He's washed up. Blah 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 blah. No, if you give Carson Palmer time with our receiving core, with Larry Fitzgerald, I mean, you see those catches he made. Oh, Larry Fitzgerald, insane. Yeah, no, he's incredible. Still to this day, incredible. The, the two biggest problems I saw with the Cardinals team were one, your offensive line. That's a that's and one. Two, yeah. Bruce Arians play calling. Because at the end of that game, it just looks like he didn't care. It looked yeah. like he was starting to fall out and he was starting to take bigger and bigger risks just to prove a point. I mean, that whole burning a timeout in the, th- was it the fourth quarter where he burned, burned a timeout? Oh, no, it was the second quarter. He burned a timeout right. on the um, challenge. Yeah. It was it's a blatantly ignorant play. What are you doing that for? He made an error, but you know what we can accept uh, is. Yeah, but an error that's on a fucking 50 foot screen in front of you? I know, man. It was a problem. But, hey, uh, you're talking to the guy who had to watch Jason Garrett choke his own kicker in Phoenix when he call, called a timeout during a Dan Bailey field goal and made him reset yeah. and we lost the game. So I've seen <laughs> mistakes before, but that was a pretty blatant one, it seems. Well, of all the mistakes we had, I'd rather, you know, if that was the only problem with, with the game, I would have been fine. But our, our, our right tackle, Jared Valdir, former Raider Jared Valdir, yeah. I, he, he, should be, he should be in left tackle. He should, they moved him to right tackle because of DJ Humphreys. That's it's not working out. You got no. you got a guy that big, and he's in shape. He's like just ripped. It's yeah. all muscle, but he's been doing the left side for years. Muscle memory. Go with your strength. I mean, I know they got the young guy. They want DJ Humphreys to take over. Well, the Cowboys but. are going into the same thing because we've moved a couple of people. We got Chaz Green now sitting at left guard. Yeah, and Lyle Collins. I think hopefully I'm pronouncing. Yeah, I think you are. Um, got him at left tackle now. Which is kind of 
we've slid people over and moved. But we lost two people from our offensive line. We had uh, I can't remember his name right now, but he went to Denver, and then we had Doug Free retire. Right, old f- f- first and five, Doug Free flag <laughs> every time. Uh, yeah, but so you can see like this is a breakdown. There's just holes mm-hmm. in the Cowboys offensive line, which unfortunately is n- one of our biggest strengths that we're. Looks yeah. like we're trying to find a way around our offensive line. I expected a little better because the Cardinals were actually getting were, were getting penetration. They were yeah. They were putting oh some no, pressure not on just that. penetration. I mean, they shut down all the complete middle of that line for the first half. I yeah. mean, Ezekiel Elliott, every run he took up the gut was one to negative. And that two big yards. thirty yard one that was a missed tackle by Terry and Matthew. That was a missed tackle and a good a good block. There was, there was two things yeah. that happened at once. So it's just it was a luck play. Yeah, you know, that's and I truly believe without that luck play, Zeke Zeke would have probably gotten into his like <clears throat> sulking mindset we saw in Denver. I think that was the only reason he fought through till the fourth <clears throat> quarter was because of that break. Yeah, that was a he needed a little sugar. He did, and he got that, and that was a that was a backbreaker. It was it's that was where that's where the game started to erode for the Cardinals. It did, and well, actually, the missed field goal. Yeah, when, when the oh, red zone, that was, that like was a bad. 37 one. I actually had stepped away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was using the bathroom and I came back and I was like, what the hell happened? It was so quick. <laughs> I watched the whole game. I'm like, what uh, the hell happened? I was like, I had no idea. But <laughs> here's the problem now for Cardinals fans is that I think I've mentioned the show before. I don't want us to go seven and nine. I don't want us to go nine and seven and just barely miss the playoffs or God forbid get in the first round. No, we got to. We got to suck all year. I'm the same way uh, as somebody who had to watch the Tony Romo Cowboys. Uh, I loved it. I lo- Tony Romo was the only reason we were eight and eight for so long. Yeah. But it would have been better if we had not been eight and eight. Right. You don't want to. It's the same thing you see in the NBA where you see the teams tanking. You don't want to finish in this middle ground where no. you get an average pick. You either want to be great, right. make a shit ton of money while your team goes to the playoffs and your fan base celebrates, mm-hmm. or you want to tank and have hope for the next year. But this right. middle ground where the Charlotte Hornets uh, have been watching and the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys played for so long where we're not getting high picks, nor are we truly succeeding in the regular season, it's terrible. It's right. the worst place to be as a fan base. You look at look at all these teams that have been sitting in the gray area for 10 to 15 years. It's got to be just, uh, like the Cleveland, not sorry, Cleveland, Cincinnati Bengals. Right. How long have they been in the gray area? Years. I since Chad Johnson, Mr. Ocho Cinco. I miss Ocho Cinco. I still miss him. He was a great guy. Yeah. Great guy. He wasn't a shitbag. He was just eccentric. He no. wasn't a shitbag. No, you know the funniest thing about him? He was like eccentric by like show only. It was all it was all a big play. I uh, saw a thing recently. He was doing an interview. None of his jewelry was real diamonds. Right. Yeah, because he it was all cubic zirconia because he's like, it shines the same at night in the club. He, uh, yeah, because he's, um, I don't know why I'm porting to my living room, but on Hard Knocks that one year, he was going to Claire's. Yeah. He whipped out his black card at Claire's. Oh, no, he's one of the guys who goes like to restaurants and buys dinner for everyone who was eating there just because. Yeah, Kurt Warner does that, too. Yeah, Kurt Warner is a sweet guy. Kurt Warner is one of those few Christians where it's like, Absolutely. oh, you're not annoying. You're just an actually really well, good he's, person. He talks more about God than Jesus does. I mean, he he's, he's and his wife's hair is terrible. Um, well, I mean, that's... A woman from the Southwest, a white woman from the Southwest, like big, bad. They didn't realize that the 80s ended. No, it was bad. It's just big, big, bad, blonde. I got hair. roasted on Twitter for that. I was Really? I, I was talking to this, this acquaintance of mine, and I was like, 
we because she was a big Cardinals fan, so she went to actually went to the Hall of Fame game to see Kurt Warner get inducted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, yeah, Kurt's great. We got to talk about Brenda's hair though. And she just, I think she was drunk. She's like, you just that doesn't no man's business about a woman's hair because woman's not doing it for him. You should be making fun of people's hair. I'm like, look, you know what, Paige? I'm going to make fun of a privileged white woman's hair. All damn day long. No. I'm yeah, not giving that I, up. That's not saying, punching down. But that whole thing about, like, even the most, like, she's not doing that for men. Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> like, have you seen the hairstyles of women who aren't doing their hair for men? Yeah. V- v- not the same. But even still, <laughs> Brenda's has money. She can afford a stylist. She probably has a stylist. Then what stylist is giving her Storm's hair from the one, 80s? One of her one of her friends, probably. She's probably, like, uh. you know what I mean? Pulling up a homie from the entourage. <laughs> Benny Chase? <laughs> turtle. Oh, tur- Turtle. <laughs> have you, speaking of which, have you, seen, have you seen that show Ballers? Oh, Black Entourage? Yeah. Yeah, that's what no, I call it's it. No, like, it's like Entourage with, with characters you like and want to see succeed. Oh, really? Yeah, it's great. I just saw the preview and I was like, oh, it's Black Entourage. Well, it's done by the same production it's like they company. got Rob Corddry to play Ari, and then I was done. <laughs> it's No, it's actually great. Like, really? I, I was hate-watching Entourage for years. I hated it. It was terrible. But um, I hated I, it after I was like, uh, when I was a 16-year-old spoiled white kid, I was like, this is my dream. <laughs> and then I had like two failures in my life, and I'm like, this is all fantasy. These white people. <laughs> no, I, I, I hated Entourage so much, I went to go see the movie. But uh, no. Oh, God. No way. <laughs> I, like, I like popcorn. No, I had a guy. I read, that. what was it? The worst written review I've ever seen for a movie was of Entourage. Only, second to only, um, what was it? Sex in the City 2. I think I saw that in the theater too. Jesus Christ! I was a big fan. Would of you Sex like City. vote for the Razzies or something? Do you have to go to these movies? <laughs> no, no. I, <laughs> like, I, I was a legitimate fan of Sex in the City. I, I don't know someone who's seen Sex in the City two and Entourage <laughs> not at gunpoint. HBO has some great programming. <laughs> no, I, I, dude, that is a company man. If I've ever heard one. <laughs> like, Wait, did I did I see this? No, I did see Sex and the City 2 in the theater. Jesus. <laughs> wow. The lowest point for me would have to be Nacho Libre. Oh my god, that was awful, wasn't oh, it? Oh, you're Mr. Sex in the City 2. No, it's, Nacho Libre was really bad. Though. Nacho Libre is terrible. I remember like this was like my brother had passed away recently and yeah. my parents were like, "Well, at least it's not that bad." <laughs> I was going to say, they're like, well, fuck, we got to show Perry that life still sucks. Yeah, no, they just walked out. They're like, well, your life could be worse. You could have to watch Nacho Libre twice. You know, you know what came out on the same time that I hated in the theater, but I loved in subsequent viewings? Ricky Bobby. Oh, that's filmed in Charlotte. That's where I'm from. That's, that's nice. All, no, that is that is one of the funniest damn movies. Yeah, I like it now, but when I got out of the theater, I'm like, that that's, was awful. That's how I felt about Anchorman. I walked out of Anchorman, I was like, eh, it was so much... It was reviewed better than I thought, and then I've watched it again and again. It's, it's incredible. Oh, it's a co- it's a classic. It's, uh, what's another one? Um, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. The other guys. The other guys. Is that's that's probably that's Adam my McKay, favorite. right? That's at, yeah. It's all Adam McKay, but that one's got uh, Michael Keaton who plays the the boss. Was Keaton in that? Keaton's the the chief of police. Okay. And he keeps uh, every time he talks to anybody, he he can't not bring up. His gay son, who's at uh, studying to be a DJ at NYU. Yeah, I think I remember that. <laughs> like I, and he makes all the TLC references. Yeah, I saw that once, and I remember thinking that's a very angry movie. 
Oh, it's so and good. It's going through Andrew McKay's like angry period. He also did the the I, big short. Yeah, too. that was through his like fuck Wall Street right. writing period. So um okay. Well speaking of fuck Wall Street, President Trump, mm. which I think that's the first time I said, the, I said President Trump. It's I mean, probably the Trump. best segue we've had, though. I, you mean those scooters? No. Anyway, <laughs> those are made in New Hampshire, by we the We should way. give Trump one of those segues, because you saw what they did to yeah, Bush. Yeah, because he needs to be more like Gob Bluth. Well, no, you saw what the segue did to Bush, right? Yeah. And tossed that fucker over the handlebars. Talk about autonomous machinery. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> right. our president, God save us, uh... Stepped in it last week. We had we had a great week of football, and we have to deal with this idiot because of all this bullshit and all the owners' bullshit and all that. It's just re- retarded. Yeah, can we can we we as just announcers agree that we are so fucking angry that we have to talk about this this week because of how good the football was. I don't. I yeah. wish I could just talk about football, but now there's a political. And not that I don't think sports and politics should mix at points. The fact that I have politicians openly preaching against athletes. Like, where, where, where did this switch? What, when did my president well, become up? Uh, when did the standards of our president ha- become less than our athletes? When did we ask our presidents to be, uh, when, did we, when did we start asking our athletes to be more graceful and it's sad. respectful than our president? It it's blows sad. me away. Well, you know, I'd rather have him tweeting about the NFL than North Korea, frankly. If well, we, I mean, we're going to do that, one but. of us, one of them will bomb us. <laughs> anyway, but no, it's funny. Like the whole, the whole thing. It was interesting to watch on Monday because the NFL is, is a caught between two competing interests, right? You have that idiotic, patriotic Lee Greenwood, the troops kind of Southern redneck bullshit, which I don't know if it makes up a majority of NFL fans, but it certainly makes up a loud minority of fans. Going against the athletes, right? And the the NFL can't exist without both groups. And well, let me say that some of the athletes, some of the athletes, certainly some of the athletes. But you know, it's a minority majority league, and black people obviously have a concern about what's going. Unless you're Ray Lewis, but we'll get into that later. But so the NFL has to try to thread the needle. So guys like Adam Schefter and his weird uh, uh, old elderly friend that he goes on all the shows with, I forgot his name. They're so trying not to offend either group. And they're just failing. So you get this these milk toast reactions and these milk toast protests, like with Jerry Jones on Monday night. Mm. What was what was up with that, man? This I'll actually because I felt, and this is something that I've uh been kind of internally debating since I saw that. Uh I and I had a status on Facebook uh in a tweet based I was all for the Cowboys going out uh and kneeling. Uh, even against Jerry Jones, which is supposedly Jerry Jones has come out and said, if anybody kneels, they're going to be fired. Turns out he said that, or you well, that's what he supposedly said. He came out and said that was mis a misquote, and he never said that. <laughs> which, yeah, I don't believe that. I, I, I he's a Trump I supporter. Same, I feel the same way. That's why I basically said, like, I hope the team came out against Jerry Jones and all knelt down in spite of Jerry, right? Um, and Trump. And showed who really had the power. But I've become more... Uh, I'll say that I I don't agree or disagree with what the Cowboys did. I feel like it was kind of a way to deflect 
the issue mm-hmm. more so than it was to of make course. a stance. Yeah. And I, which, once again, Jerry Jones, best businessman in the NFL. There you go. He's on both sides. I know it's ridiculous. Congratulations. But I mean, it's, I wish that the, that it had gone more in the lines of like how Buffalo or Oakland or Seattle uh, acted. To stay in the locker room? Stay in the locker room. Stay in the locker room. Show, because I think that more so, I, I'm, I'm on the side of. The NFL, we, we are as taxpayers are paying for these, but we're paying NFL teams and owners to stand out and pledge. Yeah. If the NFL team wants to stand out and pledge, that's great. I'm all against my tax dollars going towards unbiased patriotism for no reason. Yeah, recruitment. Yeah, drives. let's if if the team wants to go out and celebrate, if the NFL wants to make a rule that says the team which the NBA has, mm-hmm. the NBA has a rule that says you have to go out and stand for the anthem. It's a part of your job. Right. The the NFL wants to make that rule, do it. Well, they can't now. Yeah, they obviously can't, but I'm saying but don't have my fucking money go towards patriotism. Mm-hmm. Which is a bunch of rich people standing around, p- predominantly the owners, yeah, sitting in boxes. And say, why is it my? If we really want to support patriotism as NFL fans, how about we all stand up and say, stop spending that money on paying players to stand on the field and send it to the VA, or yeah, just, or just get the military stuff out of there entirely. And entirely, oh, I have no problem with the team if with people who want to stand and show. Pat- I have a problem with us paying. For people to stand. Yeah. And like, That's and like, my problem. And flyovers and sending uh, uh, veterans out there How many flags. hundreds of millions of dollars do we waste to make these faux patriotic, patriotism sh- shows? Patriotic. Patriotic, patriotic, yeah, sorry. These faux <laughs> patriotic shows that we could be spending on taking care of military personnel. Yeah. That have PTSD or that were injured or who need rehabilitation or, or physical just, therapy. Or just like giving them basics. Like remember during the Iraq war? Shit, let's just they, fill up people, potholes. Yeah, potholes were, you know, they're like, they're drives to get soldiers toothbrushes and toothpaste. Oh, yeah. abs- I, I'm sorry. How much? John McCain just introduced a bill to pay $700 billion to the DOD this year. There, our soldiers should have fucking crest, you know? Oh. No, 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 no. They should have Crest White Plus triple action. Whoa, hold on. No, 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 no. Because I want the shiniest white teeth picked out of that's, the corpses on the battlefield. Snipers. I'm telling you right there. I want the shiniest white teeth picked out of corpses on the battlefield. But here's the thing. Going back to the topic is a hand is that, you know, I get what you're saying about Jerry Jones. I'm trying to be a smart businessman, but it's just insulting to the whole point of this. It's mutating the stupid ass thing. It's against the troops. It's against the flag. No, it is not. Colin Kaepernick's original point was he's tired of police indiscriminately shooting black people. Yeah. This is a reasonable well, stance. That was, that's the whole thing. It's the, the, it's, it's a perfect argument is to make it about the flag and make it about yeah, because they're sh- uh, they're shutting the, down the, the Marines base. because people, white people, being a white person, don't like to talk about race and how no. we might be on the wrong side of a couple issues, and it's easier to deflect these and make it about other issues 
that we can get behind easily. Yeah. Instead of talking about the real issues. And that's something I'd like to make a shout out to Bleacher Report right now. Uh-huh. Because, and this is just a personal thing. We didn't even talk about this. Every article that I have I've noticed um, that they, that's any controversy, whether it be like the Ezekiel domestic violence mm-hmm. or whether the protesting, any Colin Kaepernick-based article or when LeBron called out Trump, any of that. Well, that was great, by well, the way. Oh, fantastic. And I stand wholeheartedly behind what he said. Trump is a bum. Um, but they've now clo- they started closing down the comment thread. Yeah, and let me say this: I'm not here defending internet comments <laughs> because they're almost always atrocious opinions from the darkest corners of this reality. Yeah, but to sh- I feel that there's an inherent problem with me is not allowing debate. Yeah, like whether it be crazy evil or and crazy insane, just shouting at each other, that's still more progressive than refusing debate altogether. Which is what we got making it subject about the flag and the troops, as opposed to what Kaepernick's original point was, what Michael Bennett's been saying, all that kind of thing. They're just trying to shut down debate because the answer, because once you present the with the with what you're saying, white people are inherently uncomfortable talking about race. Yeah, absolutely. And so, if you say, if Callan Kaepernick says we, sh- we police are indiscriminately shooting black people and getting away with it, what's your argument as a white person? You know, if you're not like, oh, that's horrible, we should stop that. We should take do something about that. Well, let me say this: is the argument that I get mostly from the uh, the gangrenous Facebook users that I have still friends with in North Carolina that I'm still friends with in North Carolina. This ought to be good. Um. It's usually the whole like, well, look at black on black crowd. Oh yeah, always bringing Chicago. Uh, yeah, Chicago's <laughs> Chirac. Sure. Yeah, they always bring up Chicago. Always bring up. They did that crap with uh, Jamel Hill, too. Who I've, yeah, which we wouldn't even talk about. Let I want to talk this. about that last week. Yeah, we tried to talk about that last week. Um, and I, mean, uh, I, I have to agree with everything Jamel said. Yeah, and I absolutely loathe. Jamel Hill, and it's not because she's just anno- she's just annoying to me. She seems to try to make like she is she and um what's his name Scott Van Pelt yeah kind of like the beacons of like oh you're turning sports into politics mm-hmm. like I have the same what's her name who does Rachel something who runs NBA the Jump oh uh, Rachel Nichols Nichols yeah she's one of the better ones she seems to be more like it's like you're the host like mm-hmm. now at ESPN they have four athletes talking about the sport and one host to interject political opinions into everything the athletes say well the but sports is inherently political though I don't think inherently I mean I feel like we're arguing semantics now but um well, that's the best time to, best I, w- to I wouldn't say inherently but I say they have become intrinsically Political through time. Well, we should probably wrap this up the segment, but I will say what's going to yeah, be. Yeah, when you drop inherently and intrinsically in the same sentence, it's time to cut this <laughs> shit out. Especially on a sports <laughs> podcast. Now, what's going to be interesting to me, and I want to say this for the kind of final thought on this for right now, is that the NFL, you know, there's not a lot, the, the players don't have a lot of power. So it's going to be really interesting to me when the NBA comes back, what they're going to do, because there's no way anyone oh, it's, fire Curry. It's going to be big. Yeah, and like that's what kind of kicked off the all this nonsense. Other than that, that Klansman rally Trump did in Alabama, it was also <laughs> he, he uh, disinvited the, the uh, uh, Warriors. No, so it was Steph Curry specifically, right? 
basketball players don't have to put up that shit because we can well, fire the, LeBron. The LeBron never, fires you. He never invited them in the first place. And then Steph Curry was like, well, if I was going to go, I'd probably vote no. And then he disinvited them from no invitation. Well, He's like, I wasn't going to invite black people, but now I'm definitely not going to invite black people. And lame Pittsburgh Penguins are going to go anyway. Well, so, the fucking course the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to go. <laughs> I was a fan of the Penguins. Oh, anyway. I'm so, not a fan of Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania. Have you been to Pittsburgh? Huh? No. It's but I'm a, a nice Cowboys city. fan. I can't. Oh, God. You and your prejudices. Anyway. Yeah. So. I would go to Philadelphia. Hey, if I had a choice between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, take cheese sticks all day. And that's the same amount of hatred for both of those environments. You're ignorant. Hey there, it's comedian Alexandria Love here with your 60-second culture pop. Let's pop that sad little balloon, shall we? Megan Kelly, also known as Taylor Swift's final form, is fitting in really well with her new digs at NBC by offending everybody within her first week. She awkwardly commented on Jane Fonda's plastic surgery, asked a willing race superfan if the hit NBC show, quote, made him gay, causing Deborah Messing to sweat and cringe like a black football player when the national anthem starts to play. Megan, can you and I talk woman to woman, pseudo-journalist to even pseudo-journalist? You're a pretty blonde girl. Your two demographics are gay men and old white ladies. That's like if I alienated my two biggest demographics. Gay men and old white ladies. OkCupid bans white supremacists from their website, saying there's, quote, no room for hate on their site. Great job, guys. But if you've been on OkCupid at all, you know that being a white supremacist isn't nearly the worst thing you could be on that website. I mean, if you're a white supremacist, at least I know you have a hobby, right? I know you guys want to believe that there's no room for hate on OkCupid, and there isn't, unless you're counting crippling, aching, consistent self-hate. We're now in the age where sex robots are even more enticing than actual human contact, a win for both introverts and anyone who wears fedoras, I'm looking at you, Pearl. What I really want is a hyper-sexualized virtual reality supplement, you know, a little bit of software to go with that rock hardware, let the church say Jessica Rabbit, am I right? Remember, fellas, she's not bad. She's just rendered that way. Deaf Comedy Jam is celebrating 25 years of creating comedians so awesome that white people can't help but steal their material, bring it on style. Deaf Comedy Jam and I actually share a birthday. Their first episode was on July 1st, 1992, which happens to be the day that I was evicted from my first apartment, a.k.a. non-consensually born. I told my dad this. I texted him. I was like, hey, dad, Deaf Comedy Jam and I were actually born on the same day. That has to be symbolic, right? And then he texted me back. I'll never forget this. He said, who is this? Hugh Hefner died literally as I am recording these jokes right now. And when you know it, all the good jokes about him are already taken. I'm going to give it a shot anyway. Rumor has it that he died on top of his current 24-year-old girlfriend. His last words were, I'm so sorry. I swear, this never happens. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That, that's not funny. Let me try this again. Hugh Hefner passed away this evening after a 91-year win streak where he had sex with the world's most beautiful women and Holly Madison. No, I'm sorry. That's too mean. Uh, let's, let's try one more. Let's try one more. 
a really, really, really rich, really, really, really old womanizing white guy died today. And also there's people in Puerto Rico that still don't have water. Guess which one is top trending on Facebook? It's my grandmother's birthday today. She's 80. Here's the clean joke that I think she might like. Football players are getting a lot of flack for kneeling at the national anthem. Judge not lest ye be judged, right? Obviously, these football players are kneeling because the national anthem is just so beautiful and would just be a great mom and the players are finally ready to settle down and spend the rest of our lives together. I can already envision a color palette for the wedding. Every single color except black. That's been your 60 seconds. Consider your culture pot. Happy birthday, Grandmere. Now, back to these guys. And we're back. Yay! Alex, bring in the heat as always. So, now we got the uh, Trump asshole dealt with. Now we can actually talk about sports. Let's let's stick to sports. <laughs> stick to sports. That's what they all say. Let's run down a couple of the great games that we had. This yeah. Weekend. Okay. Okay. So I when I drove there, I drove to Arizona. For those of you who don't know, that's pretty much everybody. And one of the things I like to do when I drive is listen to sports podcasts. And I was listening to the old ones. That happened before the Thursday night game between the Rams and the uh, and the uh, 49ers. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a terrible game. There's another Thursday night stinker, blah, 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 blah. But it was like one of the best Thursday night games they ever had. It was one of the best games of the week. It was insane. It, like, Look at the score, 41 to 39. Oh, it's incredible. That was, I mean, did, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but did you see it? Uh, I saw I the saw highlights. I saw bits and pieces because I was working and they had a TV going. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was just a, it was one of those games where I was like, I saw the Rams get a lead, and I was like, oh, this is just going to be a blowout. 49ers are going to lay a giant turd on the 50-yard line. But uh, as the comeback, because it started to get loud around the TV, yeah, and uh, the comeback, man, that, the 49ers made a hell of a comeback. Well, I mean, you look at the score. I mean, they Hoyer, scored- Hoyer with the ball in his arm. <laughs> Hoyer, the, the destroyer. Hoyer cannon. <laughs> Yeah, they scored 39 points. So let me ask you a question. The Rams used to have like a f- great defense. Yeah. That was always what they called with their calling card. Yeah. How did the 49ers drop 39 points on them? Well, I think a big part of it was that they were so ahead so early. You, yeah. you kind of slack off as a defense when you know you're up by 21. Or what was the, what was the, the lead? At we one both point? didn't watch this game. It was, so maybe yeah, we, we both shouldn't. didn't focus enough. But they were up <laughs> big at a point, and I've seen lots of times teams just slack off on defense to allow them to claw, claw back into it. Yeah. Uh, but I I just another big part of it is I think they were just dealing with uh, issues with the whole Aaron Donald thing. Yeah. And there was a lot of off the field talk, as well as a new defensive coordinator. A lot of loose talk. Uh, I said off the field. I, I know. Loose, I just, I just, loose lips. I just like saying no, that kind of um, stuff. Yeah, but then, then it, you had the uh, new defensive coordinator coming in, implementing his scheme and things yeah. like that. So I think they're going to, they, while they have the talent, it's going to, I think they'll, you'll see the big rebound by week eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably come yeah, back. I mean, where talent takes over. So on the heels of that, we had one of the worst. What the hell, Jaguars, Ravens, man? Fuck if I did. That was the biggest surprise of the week. I ran, I ran on my fantasy football team. I ran the uh, the uh, Ravens defense. They oh. figured, you know, they're in England. You're going against Blake Bortles. Yeah, 
That that's a rational decision, wasn't it? And they didn't well both weeks before. Right. Yeah. They they carried me the one the one week I won. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, no, you, no, that oh blew- by the way, on an aside, you know who fucked me this last week? Um, Larry Fitzgerald. You didn't start him. No, 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 no. My opponent. I'm sorry. I Your opponent you, I should, had him. I should probably tell you what happened so this makes sense. I was like. I was 20 points ahead of this one guy. Oh, and man. the last guy to play was Larry Fitzgerald. He's a good friend of mine, Mike Switzky, plays in the Eels, plays in Dispatch. Shout out to Mike. You know, I was like, dude, I'm thinking to myself, there's no way Larry, if Larry Fitzgerald right. beats me, we win, the, we, we win the game. There's no way. If I lose, it's because Larry Fitzgerald just took over the game and kicked ass. Well, yeah. guess what? <laughs> no, he, I shit to bed because I didn't, I lost by about like three points, but I didn't start. Uh, the Seattle running back, I chose uh, Kelvin Benjamin in the flex instead of, who's that new Seattle running back? Uh, Carson. Something. Carson, yeah, Chris Carson or something like that. Yeah, there's too many uh, Carsons in the league. There's a lot of Carsons. Uh, yeah, no, and he dropped like 10 points while Kelvin Benjamin tore his knee up in the first quarter. Yeah, I remember So he's this. out. Is yeah. he out? What happened? Uh, they're saying when they got the MRI back, mm-hmm. they said no structural damage. He looks like it's going to be fine. Right. But he's complained about soreness since one of these things I think it's going to be like they're not going to say anything. They're not going to say anything at the end of the year. He gets a mic. Microfracture. uh, No, arthroscopic knee surgery where they clear out a bunch of fluid and like bone spurs and shit. Nails. Yeah. (laughs) Chips and the wear and tear. God, it's I'm glad I play basketball. Yeah, that's the same thing (laughs) with Sam Bradford, though, isn't it? Because like he's. He's fine, quote unquote, but he might play next week. He might not play the week nine. Yeah. It was whatever, you know, we're casual in Minnesota. They're basically just testing his pain tolerance at this point. They're testing my pain tolerance. (laughs) Uh, All right. So moving on. Okay. So let's, we don't have to go one by one on these things. Let's uh, the next one. Like, okay. The Panthers, this is interesting to me. Cam Newton done. Is at least has, has Cam Newton peaked? Is he going to come back? I think Man, that's a hard question to answer. Because he wasn't doing because that well. All of my heart wants to say he'll come back. Mm-hmm. All of like I, I think I have this like belief that Cam Newton will rise again, like a phoenix from the ashes. Yeah, but man, I just don't see it. My brain keeps telling me no. My brain keeps telling me that he's just got this type of gameplay. Yeah. That is just not conducive to a long career. They well, they treat him more like a running back than a quarterback. Yeah, but he's not running. The problem is his arm. Well, exactly. But it's it's because of his running oh, so much when yeah. he was younger and his taking so many unnecessary hits that I will say that the NFL referees have let him down big time throughout his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even more so than that, his coaches have let him down big time by not giving him the proper time to rehabilitate. I think we've all let down Cam Newton in some way or another. Yeah. I blame myself. Uh, yeah. As a white person from the South, I'm sorry, Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam Newton. That guy's a, he's a paycheck player. He's so obnoxious about it. And I, you Dude, know, I, let me say this. I would be a fucking paycheck player. Like I'm a diehard fan as a die. I cheer for the Charlotte Hornets and the Dallas Cowboys, two teams that I have never seen win a championship. Yeah. Right. I've been hated on. I've had to deal with the Bobcats. I'd still be a paycheck player. I'm still the guy who says, I don't understand why college players who are good enough stick around for more than one year. 
It blows my mind. Why would I ever put my body on the line for free? Are you kidding me? You're talking about players right now, 110 of 111 brains mm-hmm. had, uh, that were oh, done had CTE, and you're not going to be a pay- You want to care about your team? Your team obviously doesn't care but there's, about but, you. Hold on, though. But there's, but, there's, but there's that, and then there's just being a sulky prick. Do you think if they ask the NFL fan, the average NFL fan, to pay an extra $3 a year to guarantee that all of the players on their team wouldn't have CTE and would have proper insurance until the day they die if they did. They would do it? Because I think not. I don't think so either. Because Exactly. Get, we would those. rather watch them show up, shoot their wives and girlfriends, and then find out later, well, he was crazy. Guess this, we can't be blamed for it. This podcast got dark, man. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. So here we go. We've actually had a we should we actually had a request this week to talk about the Chiefs more. Shout out to old Bob Enlow, good yeah. friend of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so um, we, we will start talking about the Chiefs more. One because it's just going to be fun. God, are the Chiefs a good and fun team to watch right well, now? Well, that whole division, the AFC West, is the toughest division. Of Completely agree. Because we got the we got the Raiders in there, and the Raiders are like what two and one. Two and Raiders are two and one. Chiefs are three and zero. Oh. Three and zero. Oh, uh, Denver is two and one. Denver is two and one. And then who's the, char- the-, the Chargers, Chargers are zero and three? But they're zero and three. They're zero and three. But Carson. they're not that far from being like two and one. Yeah, yeah, they're what are they, like they they lose they lose more they've lost more games in the last two years by three to seven points in any right. franchise. I think they're not a they're not a bad team. And Philip Rivers, although he is down. From where he was at his peak, he's well, yeah. still not a bad quarterback. No, he still he gives you every opportunity to come back. So if a field goal kicker could make a field goal in the I know. clutch, I, that would be that'd be terrible. But uh, so here, car, here's uh, a question: Let's Raiders. talk about the Raiders real quick, and we'll kind of go around the AFC West because they are the most interesting division yeah, in football by far. Uh, Raiders, Raiders, Redskins last week. Here's a question for you: Should the Raiders be concerned? Because the Redskins dismantled them. Um, I would, I would be concerned with your cornerback game. Right. I think, I think, so I think that that is something now, you know, their front seven is stacked mm-hmm. with Khalil Mack and who's their defensive end. Who's a monster. I uh, you think about Bruce right Irvin. Now. Yes. Yeah. They've got a great, they've got a good defense up front. That's why you don't see a ton of running lanes. But the problem the was with the offense. So now that's something that I think they should just calm down and let the week realize that it's. Yeah, it was okay. just one week. The defense, every week they played, people are throwing on them. It's kind of like the Cowboys. Right. Every week the Cowboys have played sans Eli Manning, they were getting thrown on. Eli Manning. Yeah. So I think the Cowboys and the Raiders are two teams that have very good offenses uh, that may not be completely blossoming right now because, I mean, mm-hmm. they did lose their starting running back from last year. Yeah. Um, who did really well last year. Uh, but well, DeMarco I just, Murray, he did. Who's he? DeMarco Murray plays Latavius for, Murray. Latavius Murray. Yeah. Well, DeMarco Murray went off last week too. Yeah, he's he's. Where's he at now? He's in Tennessee. That's right. Because I was watching the, uh, the the Seahawks. I hate the Seahawks. And yeah, you know. okay. But going back to so you're saying yeah, I, I think I agree with that assessment. I think the offense has had a real bad game. I think uh, Washington kind of came to play, mm-hmm. and once he once you kind of get behind, you know. If, if you get behind in a certain way, you know, they were Norman was picking off the car. It's kind of hard to get. You sometimes just have a bad game. Yeah. You know, and that's all you can do to it. Uh, the Chiefs, though, the Chiefs played who last week? 
That was a good game. Hold on. Oh, there's a Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> Those poor Chargers. I tell you, the, the Chiefs you really struck gold that rookie running back. What is it? Yeah, uh, Kareem Hunt. We bought, yeah, we, Hunt. That's how you know when you're a good running back is when you both have his name on the tip of your tongue. Because I was about to say the exact same thing. And Kareem and Hunt is going to be a freak. He is. He reminds me a lot of David Johnson. And he does. The way he's, hand, he's got soft hands out of the backfield. He can catch. He can do anything. And also, I think Alex Smith is pissed they took a quarterback. Oh, yeah. I had called that out, what was it, last week? Where I was like, man, who's that guy uh, they have behind him? Who's that uh, rookie? Oh, I think it's one of the Deshaun's. No, that's Deshaun Watson. No, Deshaun no, Washington's on Kaiser. It was one of, those, it was one of the big. Not, the, oh, uh, that's not Trubinsky. It's the other guy. That's yeah. One, the other, who was that guy? Last name's an M, right? I guess it's one second. We'll find it out. Well, we'll Google. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Yeah. Football. Uh, but no, they yeah, Smith is furious. Yeah. Like he's he's playing his way into a new contract. Yeah. It's incredible. And it's Welcome it's, back it's, to the 49ers, Alex Smith. It's so yeah. Oh man, <laughs> the last 49ers game I ever saw was um the one where Alex Smith led the 49ers back against the Saints and threw that 21-yard strike to VD Vernon Davis in the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great game, and the next year was the year they benched him uh, because of his concussion for Colin Kaepernick. Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, yes. He was like one of the least experienced ones they had, right? Or is that Trebinsky I'm thinking of? No, no, Trebinsky is on the Bears. Yeah, Trebinsky's on the but one of those two guys, like only played Trubinsky's like a year. Trebinsky's the least experienced. Yeah. He, he only started for one year, but he had a great year, and he had all the like intangibles that they need in a QB. He, yeah. Dude, he did well. Both of McCarthy. Um, uh, Trebinsky and Mahomes did really well in the preseason. All right, so going back to this. So Oakland plays Denver next week, or this week. All right. So right there, that's a, that's a, that's a uh, divisional game. It's a big game. That's a big game. And who do the Chiefs play? Where 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 is that? Uh, in Denver or in Oakland? I think it's in Denver. All right, I'm going to pick Denver there just because that rivalry is... It's stacked. Th- there is... Oh, the re- now, there's not a lot of better rivalries in the NFC West as far as like fans. AFC West. H- a- sorry, a- NFC East and AFC West have the for me the two truest forms. Yeah, of the like transcendent. Fan I would agree with that. Like I hate the Seahawks, but that's not like you can't compare Seahawks and 49ers to Cowboys and Eagles. No, or like Chiefs Broncos, Chiefs Raiders. The hatred there. I would even say surpasses some Cowboys rivalries as of late. Because, <laughs> well, man, they hate each other. The Chiefs play the Redskins next week. So I could, you know, the Redskins, I'm not impressed. Kirk Cousins this is, is so weird. This is the game I have as an NFC East guy. Uh, yeah. for, like, this is the Redskins game. You guys want to make yourself a team. You want to submit your resume to the NFL as like, shit, we might be in trouble. Uh-huh. We got to watch out for these guys. The Redskins show up and... Make a good game with the Chiefs. They don't have to beat the Chiefs, but if they bring the Chiefs to the wire, right? I am now n- nervous when we play the Redskins. But here's my point, though. Here's the point I'm trying to make, right? If the Chiefs beat the Redskins, they're four and zero. So if the Raiders lose in Denver, we both think they're kind of going to. I, I agree with you. I think Denver's really tough. They have two of the best cornerback tandems in the league, or the two best corners. Well, that defense in that, that defense insane. That defense in that climate. It's right. just like who can breathe for longer. So as a Raiders fan, if the Chiefs go four and zero, Denver's three and one, and you've already lost a division game, and you're sitting there like uh, two and three or uh, 
Yeah, two and two. Two and two, yeah. Oh, how, you're not making the playoffs. You're not making the playoffs without a big injury or something. Yeah, because the there, AFC... There's got to be some... Something happens. The AFC is a power conference. Yeah. The NFC has, like, we have Green Bay. And, like, we can look at Seattle. Like, going back to last Yeah, the week. NFC has Green Bay, Atlanta, Dallas. But they're all flawed. All of them, excepting maybe Atlanta, would say. The one that you could you could argue f- for being the least flawed. Yeah. But, I mean, like, look at Seattle. Seattle without offensive line play. I mean, yeah, I know they woke up their offense in Tennessee last week. Yeah. But against a poor defensive line, might I add, Tennessee's defensive front is not. Fabulous. And they were still getting penetration. Yeah. I mean, you go against anybody else with a good. I mean, the Seahawks may represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I doubt but they're, it. I doubt it, too. I, if I was going to put money on anybody, I'd say Atlanta. I'd say Green Bay. But here's my point. Even if Seattle makes it that far against any AFC, that may, any team that makes it out of the AFC is going to have a gnarly ass front seven. And they're going to just kill, kill Seattle. I, I kind of look at what the way I see this season progressing is kind of like we talked about this uh, earlier uh, in our show or a couple shows ago when you used to look at the early two thousands, when you see the, the AFC with the Titans yeah. and the Colts and the Patriots, and you just knew no matter who was coming out of the AFC, they were going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. They were going to win the Super Bowl. They got to be heavily, heavy favorites. Yeah. And say, cause you had, uh, you had the, what was it? The, it was the last NFC team win for like at least five years was the Buccaneers against the Raiders. And then there was an NFC drought for about five years of Super Bowl. Yeah. Where it was Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. That was obnoxious. And then, yeah. Well, the Patriots, when they played against the Giants, they lose. That was the only time I've ever cheered for the Giants. <laughs> Fuck the Giants. What do you think of, o- o- of Odell Beckham's dog thing? You know what? I think, like, as somebody who does satire and comedy, I think it was fucking genius. But I also <laughs> don't believe that he knew how funny he was being. I think he just tried to pee like a dog because he's like, yeah, this is a good touchdown celebration. And then someone on Twitter was like, hey, were you doing that because you were called a son of a bitch? And he's like, yeah, that's why I did it. I feel like it's one of those things where yeah, someone kind of rationalization said, have fact. you ever, like, had an opinion and then somebody like tells you why you should have had that opinion or done that thing. And you just like, yeah, I did it because of that, because that was a much better. No, Perry. I have never had that situation happen to me ever. Never. You've never at one point. No, like like where someone's like sarcasm. Yeah. I was about to say it just, it blows. I I still think it was funny. I think it was funny. He should have gotten flagged. Yeah. Duh. There's two obvious rules that he broke, but I don't think I would like to uh, us all agree that he wasn't making some political point. No, he was just being funny. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Let's let's go look at next week a little bit. Uh, Bears Packers tonight. Packers, obviously. Yeah. What what games next? I I think um, what games you looking for next week? What what are you looking Uh, at? My highlights of next week. Let me go down. I want to see the Jaguars play again, personally, because I just want to see if that was uh, just a fluke. Uh, I'd like to see them, especially uh, the Jets aren't a great team, but I think that's a nice medium for them to play. Who else is in the AFC South besides them and the Colts? Uh, Them, the Colts, the Titans, and the Texans. 
Yeah, that's that's an interesting division too because yeah, the Texans I'm, aren't terrible. I'm hey, that's a that's that's like a so bad it's good division right now. Yeah, like you, I want to watch it. Um, well, what do you think? I mean, you think Panthers I, Patriots to see if Cam Newton comes back to any form at all? He ain't coming back against the Patriots. Yeah, that's, not, not in not in Foxborough. Yeah, it's um, Steelers Ravens always a good game. Yeah, always a good game. You know, other than lived in Pittsburgh. This guy told me about this uh, Ravens car that drove by the tailgating section because that mm-hmm. whole north 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 uh, beach area yeah it turns into a giant tailgate. They went to the car, dragged him out of the car, kicked the shit out of him, damn, and left him in the street. Like that's fandom. Oh yeah, you get these like they're not gonna that, you don't do that in California. No, you know, no, not, no, not no. the fair weather fans well, out here. Let's say this: baseball fans do that shit. Oh in California. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, California has pussy ass. Uh, sports fans, except for our baseball fans, which are some of the most gangster people <laughs> in the entire country. I would pick a Giants fan or a Dodgers fan to take out a Patriots fan any day. All right, so 49ers, Cardinals. I'm kind of looking forward to that, but I want the Cardinals to lose. Um, Raiders, well, I, Broncos. Eh, that, I think it's going to be a good game. I, I think it's a very important game, but I don't. I kind of am just picking the Broncos. Okay. Uh, one that I'm interested in, obviously, Cowboys Rams. Yeah. One because I'm a Cowboys. Two, I feel like it's a kind of a good like. Is the Rams passing offense that yeah. good, or Jared is the Cowboys Goff? passing off defense that bad? What's going to be interesting to see because Goff has taken us. Has he taken a step forward? He might have. Yeah. I think I think the Cowboys are going to be that team. This is a good game for us we should right. find out where we are as a defense with this uh lions um, vikings who cares bills falcons who cares colts seahawks if the seahawks manage to lose to the colts colts seahawks on monday night they didn't no, change sunday that night. schedule a oh, sunday night yeah. they didn't change that schedule no what a poor choice if they somehow the colts managed to pull an upset Dude, Seattle they need to move that done. broncos raiders game to monday night they ought to that's sunday night monday sunday night, night chiefs sorry. redskins that that'll be a good game. I want. I'm I'm gonna watch Chiefs Redskins game too. Yeah, because I, I the real thing. I'm I think the biggest question we all have as football fans this season is: Are the Chiefs really that for real? Are, are we yeah. are we sitting here watching what might be one of the best teams I've seen in the last three to five years? Well, they certainly have the uh, well, the best rookie running backs. Yeah, and you this know. is coming from a guy who watched Zeke destroy last year. They have a dominant offensive line and a dominant running game and at minimum that'll get you to the playoffs yeah well it's it's interesting i thought they'd take a bigger step back with eric barry that have gone they still might i think it's you're fine you're falling into that thing where the cowboys defense looked good last year because their offense was so dominant and could mm -hmm. take up so much time and wear you down yeah on the field that the defense didn't have to do as much as most defenses do well it'll be interesting to see next week Anyway, speaking of next week, I think we should probably wrap it up there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, again, thanks for listening to Fourth and Crawl. We'll uh, we'll be back next week with all sorts of bizarre opinions and hopefully not more rants about Trump. Although we probably will. You're, we're only two or three tweets away from having <laughs> to deal with that all next week. We're two or three trades away from a war. Anyway, so uh, th- <laughs> thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.